biggest opposition I've found over Dominion. Hey over guys, Pastor Jurgen here. I'm so glad you're tuning it's, into it's one of our we don't powerful often messages talk about in, in that the is world guaranteed that to absolutely elevate your life to but another level. The reality level. is, is that anything we only want to preach fresh, real, is powerful have a to help component. you grow strong and, and when you walk with God, develop your faith, our messaging so you can, can take more territory. Like, hey, just I'm praying that God blesses up, you and enriches your soul as you listen to this amazing word from God. But the reality is, is that the enemy is trickier than that. And he, he will use cracks in, in your life and in your mindset and in your, in, in your experiences to, to sow fear and let that start to choke out dominion and choke out freedom and choke out peace. Um, anyone rock climb? Anyone, how about, how about anyone scared of heights? Okay. So... I am. I do not rock climb because I am scared of heights. And so, um, a while ago, I did uh, a photo shoot for North Face, and so we went up to St. George, Utah, and we were filming with these two athletes that are pro rock climbers. And they thought it'd be cool after we were done shooting to see if we wanted to do this. And I did not think that was cool. Um, and and meanwhile, like I'm like this dad bod guy and there's these like two athletic young girls that are like flying up these walls fearless with no ropes and they're like you, you guys should come do this with us and we we had already walked up like about a mile a mile and a half up this steep hill to get to this like 100 foot sheer rock face and the type of climbing they were doing is called crack climbing you basically just stuff your hand in a rock and then you hang on it and then you do it again and like this this does not seem like a sport I don't even know if I'm calling you an athlete. But they get us up and they're like, no, 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 it's totally fun. Once you get up there, it's fine. And so our, our first couple of friends do it and they make a few feet up the wall. One guy actually tops all the way out and, and I'm like, okay, show off, that's rude. But they're like, okay, now it's your turn. And I'm like, nope. And they're like, no, 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 you have to do it. It's, once you get up there, it's gonna be fine. And I'm like, no, 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 where I am at is fine. And, and I'm like one foot up the rock, like just, clinging onto this thing. And she's like, no, no, you've got it. And I'm like, no, I do not have this. And she's like, I promise you, here's what's gonna help. If you, if you let yourself fall, you won't be afraid because then you'll know what falling feels like. And I'm like, no, that's a terrible decision. I do not wanna feel what it feels like to fall. We're like, a couple thousand feet up and the cliff is like a hundred feet. I'm like, there's no reason to want to feel that. And she's like, well, what, what you'll learn is that you can trust the things that are around you that are holding you. And I was like, okay, I get what you're saying, but I'm still not, not, this is not the time God for you to give me, be giving me a download. I, that's as far as I made it. And I've not gone rock climbing again. End of story. But <laughs> Now, as, as I'm dealing with our kids, so we have a four-year-old and a six-year-old, as I try to encourage them in their life what to not be afraid of, what, 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 what looks like big and scary in front of them, what I have to teach them is that same lesson. Like, it's okay to fall. It's okay to learn what falling feels like, to fall off the bike, to fail, to try something, to, to, be, to wake up and be intimidated. And, it, and actually, what, we, what we're teaching our kids is that you can do hard things. You can go through hard things. You, you can have something like a feeling of fear in your life, but still act regardless of it. Amen?
So the title of my message is, Don't Be Afraid of the Dark. Don't be afraid of the dark. My, my whole life, what I've found is the greatest opposition to dominion, the greatest opposition to freedom was fear. For me, I, I, I lost my mom to a, to, a di- to a diagnosis of disease when I was early, a young kid, and it started to breed fear into almost everything that I did. And so I did not have freedom in my mind, and I didn't have freedom in relationships. I didn't have freedom almost anywhere because of fear. So my, my goal today is really to help bring to you, to us, freedom over fear and to demystify a valley. A, a dark thing, a hard time, something that we'd have to walk through. So we're gonna frame this with Psalm 23, a very famous scripture. Psalm 23, four says, even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil. Everybody say, fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. We're gonna do the, the Passion Translation. I love how it, how it emphasizes this. It says, even when your path takes me through the valley of the deepest darkness, fear will never conquer me, for you already have. Your authority is my strength and my peace. The comfort of your love takes away my fear. I'll never be lonely, for you are near. What's amazing, what I've learned in my life is that I I wanted all the mountaintop moments. I I wanted to get out of the painful thing. I wanted to not be afraid of anything. But I've learned that actually dominion is taken in the valley. The, the, The things that you walk through, the hardest things, the scariest things, the most intimidating things, that's where you take dominion. Freedom actually isn't found in the mountaintop. I've actually found that the only thing the mountaintop is really useful for is looking back to see where you came or looking forward to see where you're going. But but all progress, all healing, all freedom, all victory comes in the valley. So what we should expect is that we're gonna have valleys because God would not have put it in our life, not would have put it throughout the Bible and story after story if he had not said, there's actually a purpose for you to walk through this thing. That what I've found is that the valley really is an invitation. It's a taunting one, to be honest, because you can turn around and walk away or you can quit and stop, but the valley still remains. There's no way to be magically whisked out of it. There's no way to go around it. You just have to go through it. And that's probably not super popular teaching but if we don't talk about the reality of us walking through something hard, we're not helping anybody. Mountaintop moments are cool so people can believe on that, but if you're walking through something hard, something scary, something difficult, then we should turn to the Bible where he says, okay, I'm taking you through something. Don't stop, I'm with you. If we're gonna, if we're gonna deconstruct darkness, for me it always helps to know what that is because it can seem mysterious or almost intimidating, but darkness is simply the absence of light. Dark, darkness is not something, even though we can say, oh yeah, it's getting dark out there. Things are getting crazy. Do you see what Target did or Chick-fil-A or, you know, I don't, there's a thousand places we can't shop at anymore. But, but d- darkness is not a thing that grows. Darkness is an absence of light. And for me, that's confident knowing that if I walk into a room and turn on a light switch, the darkness does not stay. If I go into a valley, the darkness will not stay there. 
If I walk into a room in a place that looks heavy or dark, the darkness is not winning. The light always overcomes darkness. It's also helpful for me, and, and I, I teach my son this, what happens in the dark? Because in his room during the day, he's totally fine. He is not scared of the shadow in the corner. He's totally playful in his room. But at night, when it gets darker, he starts to see things that weren't there before. And the reality is, is they are not there. The, the shadows are actually, they're, 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 they're pretend in many times. And what you'll learn, like, anyone watch the Blair Witch Project growing up? Like, walk me down a path during the day before that movie, and I was fine. Walk me down a path at night with that movie, I was only gonna take two feet, because what happens? You can't see clearly. Your mind starts to run. Wait, what was that noise? What is that thing? Okay, hold on. Should I even be here? Am I safe here? That's what happens in the darkness. But that's okay to know once we know that it's happening. And I think for me, it's important to just represent and name what darkness can be sometimes. It can be fear. It can be pain. It can be loss. It can be sin. It can be shame. It can be a diagnosis. It can be rejection. But sometimes we do need to walk through those things. We're not meant to experience that and then stay there. The Bible says, I will walk through the valley, through the valley. Now, if that was easy to do, we wouldn't have this message. <laughs> we wouldn't need to talk about it. It would just be like, yeah, hey, yeah, get back up. You know, suck it up. Make it through the, make it through the valley, bro. But the reality is, is that it's hard. And so what, what I wanna share with you today is what the Bible encourages us to do, which is to keep going. Because fear's, fear's only goal, just to be excessively clear, fear's goal is to get you to quit. The enemy's goal is to get you to stop your life. He doesn't have to steal, kill, or destroy anything if you stop your own life. So his, his, his torment, his trick, is to get you so scared that you quit. But the Bible says, do not be afraid. Be courageous. And, and that's something that I think is important for us to realize. He's not just saying that, like, don't be afraid. When I tell my son what he is, I say, Asher, you are brave. The Bible's saying, don't become fear. Be courageous. The definition of courageous, which is fascinating, is one that is not deterred by danger or pain. The Bible's saying, do not be deterred. Do not be afraid. Continue to go through the hard things. So, first point, you ready for that? It's awfully quiet. I know we're talking about darkness, but moral of the story, we win in the end. Like, darkness does not win, just to be clear. Just, if, if it gets too serious, just think of me like sweaty hands hanging like four feet in the air. So the first point, how, how, to, how to maintain courage, how to get through the valley is to develop night vision. Develop night vision. You know that our eyes actually do this already. Our eyes adjust to how much light there is in a room. There's actually a really interesting process. Your eyes do what's called darkness adaptation. When, when the lights get low, your eyes actually adjust to see better in the light. Interesting though, your eyes can adjust to light in like seven, eight minutes. Your eyes will take 30 to 45 minutes to properly adjust to dark. So that's a lot to say that it can take time to see things when it's dark. What, what, what I found in my life is that I had to actually learn to see even though it was dark. You know, what, the, the enemy wants to hide in the shadows and want, wants, wants to create this kind of manipulative circumstance. But if, if I can anchor myself into saying, that's what the circumstance is, 
but what does God say about this? I can actually see more clearly. And, and the process of trust actually is developed in the darkness. It's super easy for me to take steps into things where I see a step. But God is developing in those times a character in you of trusting him. Because what you can say is that last valley, that last thing I went through, you actually got me through. So I don't, I don't need to see it all the way out to take the next step. Uh, you, you were with me here. Okay, well, you're with me here. So then you're with me here. And that, that's, that, that's actually a process of learning how to move in the dark. There's, there's a fascinating story of it in 2 Kings. This is not just my own random thinking. This is Bible. There, there's, there's Elisha, and, and they're being chased and attacked by the Syrians. And the king of Syria has actually come in at night, like the enemy does, and surrounded the valley. And the servant goes out to get a report, and he comes back, and he's like, we're surrounded. He's terrified. And, and Elijah says to him, this is in verse 16, he says, so he answered the servant, do not fear. Everybody say, do not fear. For those who are with us are more than those who are with them. And then Elijah prayed, this is beautiful. He said, Lord, I pray, open his eyes that he may see. Then the Lord opened the eyes of the young man and he saw, behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire around Elijah. If, if we can learn to see not, not just circumstances, but see the spiritual. And that, that's been one of our prayers as we, as we pray for the nation is actually, Lord, we believe not what we see on Instagram, but that there are more for us than there are against us. We actually believe the church is getting stronger. We actually believe our country is yet to see its best days. And, and we've had to do this with you know, diagnoses over our life. When we had our first and second and third miscarriages, what we had to go is, is say, I know the doctor's saying, Mike, Rachel, you may never have kids. But what we had to say is actually, Lord, we believe that you are with us. And when, when, when we close our eyes and when we lean into you, we believe your promises are more than this diagnosis. We had to learn how to see in the dark. Amen? Now, oftentimes fear in the world especially can almost be seen as a weakness. Like, hey, don't talk about that. Once you get it figured out, like just be quiet at men's prayer. Don't bring that up. But the reality is, is if you look at David, even, even in Psalms, he says, when I am afraid, I put my trust in you. He's not pretending that he didn't have fear. He's just saying, I know where to look when I'm afraid. I know where my help comes from. I don't look to the circumstance. I don't look to the darkness. I don't look to the enemy. I, I don't breathe life into the enemy. I say, I look to you and I put my trust in you. So that's how we see in the dark. Point number two, point number two, lose your mind. Lose your mind. This is a fascinating concept to me and, and just, just to share a little bit of testimony. So my, my mom passed away when I was like 20, 21. My best friend passed away about two years ago and I was working when it happened. I got this phone call at work and it was like, Mike, you're not gonna believe this, but Joe just had a heart attack and he died. It was like my, my best friend. And my, my brother at the time was going through a really gnarly addiction with heroin. And we were getting phone calls constantly like, hey, you know, he needs help. And, and what, I, what I actually started, the, the pattern in my mind was that it would be that everyone was gonna die and to be afraid of the phone. And this may sound weird, but I was actually petrified to miss phone calls. If I walked away from my phone and I saw that I had two missed phone calls, I was like, oh my God, somebody's, somebody's died, something's happened. But that was not the truth. 